It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Hey guys, welcome to the after laugh. I have a a, a new a new uh, a new friend. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have someone who I don't know. Not at all. But uh, but this I've seen this guy's videos, and he's cool, and he's around, he's got good presence. So I was like, hey, man, do my podcast. Yeah. And uh, and here we are. It's, and we, it's late. It's almost like midnight. Literally. And anyway, J.D. Witherspoon, thank yeah, you for coming, yeah, yeah. man. What up, man? Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, you know, it's-, it's This is uh, the most impromptu thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's kind of, you know, I had this idea that I would do this podcast, and it's called, like, it's called The After Laugh, and that people would do shows, and I would just- have them come after the show and i thought that the laugh factory and the owner would sort of help me <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to see this setup <laughs> and said he was like buddy you just go up go up to go up to tim allen ask him to do podcast <laughs> go up to kevin neal and say buddy i do podcasts in my yard <laughs> at midnight will you come over <laughs> So literally one one time That's a good jamie by the way That's great I, thank you man because most people have uh, terrible body 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 Come on, I was in, so I was like, okay, that's what I'll do. <laughs> so Kevin Nealon pulled up in his friggin' uh, Tesla. Oh, but you got to film this. And man. I came out and I was Damn. like, hey, Kevin, you want to do my podcast? <laughs> it's right back there in that creepy oh, yard. Hilarious. Um, he obviously never never came. Um, so anyway, man, let's get let's get yours. So I don't know you. So let's. I've I've said this to people before. A, a podcast where you don't know someone is kind of like. A first date where you're trying not to, where you don't want to bone. Yeah, you know we're, I mean? we're like we're well, we're not speed dating, but we're like long yeah. long game dating. And it's cool right because, now. <laughs> because if I met you at the club and I just started asking you questions, you'd be like, "Is this guy trying to find me? Like, what's this guy's story?" But at a podcast, it's cool because no, it's, yeah. it's an interview, so I get to I get to say, "Okay, here's an interesting dude." So um, so where are you from originally? First of all, I'm actually from here, Los you're Angeles. From, I'm, I'm one of the so very I'm one of the very from few. L.A. Yeah, I'm like. Over the hill, the valley. I'm there. Oh, you're a valley kid. That's me. Valley. What was your school? Valley guy. Um, what va- what part I, of the valley? Uh, I would say from Studio City to the farthest I've ever lived is like Woodland Hills, Northridge. But Studio okay. City, Studio Sh- City, excuse me, Studio City, yeah. Sherman Oaks. You can tell by my voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Studio yeah. City, Sherman Oaks. Uh, that's why my my diction's so great. Uh, I always feel that when people are from like Manhattan or L.A., mm-hmm. they grew up a lot faster. Than rednecks like me from Virginia, but they grew up a lot faster, and they're also by the time they get twenty five, they're just so much cooler than anybody else. I think it depends. I think it depends on the parenting and the the social life of a of a person who comes out from here. Because like, I mean, I grew up in the valley, which is cool. I I liked it. I had no complaints. I did have a portion of my life where I went to school in L.A. and like had you know different different type of environment and all that jazz and then came back and finished off like a high school in the valley but i I think it's one of those things where the benefit of coming like especially because so many people come here yes here and or new york or go to new york you know maybe they want to be a model or some sort of i don't know director or or go to juilliard or somebody comes to here and wants to you know chase the dream hollywood i feel like the only benefit of being here is none of the stuff here really phases you that's the, to me that's the biggest draw what do you mean what stuff well the biggest draw is like you know people come here and they're like oh, celebrities oh hollywood oh, and you're the, like, i went the, to school with that no, motherfucker. yeah or yeah it's like oh will it's like let's say you saw like will smith was yeah. somewhere in, in a normal spot like will smith at chick-fil-a it's like yeah. uh 
bro relax will smith <laughs> used to shop at my mall like all the time and that was like fresh prince days he wasn't even that big then yeah, you know yeah. you know that th- that's like the thing and there's also probably something like you recognize well you know what the fame game is you probably understand what fame is you, yeah. more of these people who think of it as this sort of actual thing where if i become famous then my w- life is complete or uh-huh. whatever yeah well also you grow up seeing all the bs of hollywood especially if yeah. you want to be a part of it because i feel like I think every kid who is like you know who's born in L.A. has wants nothing to do with L.A. Oh, stuff. really? Like at first, at least, until you realize like what it is that you are good at, this and that, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like when I grew up, I wanted to be an artist. That was what I wanted. What, to do. By artist, you mean painter? Uh, more like a cartoonist. That's better, probably. Cartoonist, I, I, okay. I wanted to be like a cartoonist slash animator when I was a kid. Yeah. And I, that's all. Like all my classes always revolved around art. I remember the end of high school, I did AP art. I remember I tried to go to a college. They have AP art, which is kind of hilarious. Exactly, because it's like how much good, how much better could you be? <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know. But honestly, no. If, if you're being truthful about it, there are some people where it's like, oh, you know, someone like me. I'll be like, oh, I draw. I'm an artist. Yeah. But then you'll meet someone who's like good <laughs> yeah like yeah. i'm like i'm good by standards of i don't really draw all the time but if you ask me to draw like a picture of you or this and that like i have the background people would be impressed people yeah like, people would be like wow that. Yeah. i no idea you had to you can do this but yeah. then it's like but then you meet somebody who like has their stuff hanging in like the whatever you call it i'm about to say uh i can't think of any museum that has man, anything uh i'm about to say the mimosa that's not right that's <laughs> <laughs> The MoMA, yeah. yeah, the MoMA. Is that a? Is that a? That's. Is I don't know. What, what's what? LACMA's one here. Well, LACMA's here, but like uh, New York has has MoMA Museum. MoMA Modern is that Art. it? Yeah, Museum. Oh, uh, we are so uneducated. <laughs> this is. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, like okay, in comparison, like I have a friend who literally his whole life is art. He wanted to be an artist, and he is an artist now. Yeah. And if I were to say like, yo, we should do like if we did a side by side comparison of art. Yeah. Oh, he would crush me. Sure. Because you know that he put the hours in. I eventually stopped. And started getting goofy and doing comedy crap. Yeah. So now, you know, I, I can do that. I'm a better public speaker than he is. Sure. But he's, yeah. you know, nice with his hands. <laughs> but people, but people, do you think people can really tell the difference between his Good. art and your art? Like a layman, a normal person? A layman would think they're both top tier. But I think if you really look close, you could point out which one is technically like more skillful. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So how how deep down the rabbit hole did you go with wanting to be an illustrator? Because by the way, I actually wanted to be mm-hmm. an illustrator too. I wanted to be I wanted to be an illustrator for for Marvel comics. I think mm. a lot of kids did. Yeah, Marvel DC. But definitely. I had very little talent. You know, when my thing is especially, I I, I don't want to say this for everything because some people. You know, I do want to say this. I feel like if you put the time into something, you can learn it and or get really. Better. I think so. You don't think you could just have some people just have a hand in it? Oh, no, I think, I think some people are raw talent, definitely. Yeah. No, like me, I want to say you're more attuned, definitely. Yeah. Like, I learned because my mom was an artist, so she kind of taught me early on. So I got, an, like, I got into it at a quick age. But, like, mind you, at a quick age, I had, like, I remember I had one really good friend who was, like, the only other kid who liked drawing as much as me. And we both liked, you know, cartoons. We would draw, like, The Simpsons growing up, uh, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter, all these goofy cartoons. But I always remember resenting him because he was naturally gifted. And, uh. I, and I could not keep up. I, he would 
be he would always be three steps ahead. Like he could draw from from uh, vision. I'd always have to trace. Sure. Orig- yeah. Like when I was younger, I remember I couldn't draw the Simpsons off of just looking at them. Yeah. I would have to get the dumb little sketchbooks how to draw the Simpsons, and then he would be like, "Oh, you still using those?" I'm like, "Hey, f you, dude." <laughs> yeah, it's like natural skill. Yeah, there's there is definitely I would say a natural thing, but I but for people who like because I have friends who have told me, "Oh, I could never draw." I'm like. If you can hold a pencil steady and follow a line, you could eventually, I think you can be able to. I kind of feel like those are the people who say, if you can talk, you can sing. If you can walk, you can dance. And I think you can learn, not at a professional level, but you can learn to the to the extent of at least getting by. Like, well, <laughs> I'll put it this a way. Lot, there's a lot of actors so, who can't act, that's, <laughs> who, who that, are, who are, okay, who are that, killing. <laughs> that, goes, that goes to a different point to me, because I feel like there there is... There are compromised art forms, and then there are okay, pure yeah. art forms. Okay, you that's I mean? true. There you go. And that may sound a little reductionist, but for example, uh, yeah, they're really. Sh- I think comedy too. I think you can be not funny. I think you can be kind of daft. Yeah. And if you work your ass off and you put in the time, you can be a you professional can... comic who headlines around the world. That's true. There's a lot of dudes who are like who are like openers forever who become who become headliners. Yeah. Based off of just opening forever. Yeah, and Which, I think that you can. I know you, you kind of garner your own audience. A shitty actor and luck out, get a good role, and have your thing. I mean, I know some people. Who, who, who's that fucking bitch in Orange is New Black? <laughs> Orange is New Black? Which one? Piper awards? Chapman? No. I like her. God uh, damn it. She was in. Crazy Eyes, in, uh, Piper no, Chapman. Oh, oh, the, oh, the girl from That 70s Show? Yeah. It's got to uh, be her. Fuck. No, no, whatever. I, I forget it. Anyway, but the point is, oh. like, it's good that I don't know her name because it would be awful. <laughs> But like I watched, she listens to I this went podcast. to school, you know, and like I know I, I I'm not saying I'm so great, but I recognize really like the way you recognize a good artist. You can it, I recognize you a know good actor. it's the same thing, and this is the best comparison anyone's ever told me. It's the same thing as going, especially depending on the sport. But for me, it's the same thing as going into a basketball gym and looking at the guys who are on the court, and you can tell, tell who can, you can seconds. tell who can hoop and who can't. Yeah, yeah. I'm very aware of that. Yeah. Like you can walk into a court, see someone do something nice, but then continue to watch them play and be like, uh, oh, yeah, no, he can't hoop. Yeah. He exactly. just he has you could you might say, oh, he has athleticism, uh-huh. God given like jumping ability, but they're terrible. There's dudes like I'll see at the gym who are like six, eight. And I'm like, oh, we're going to lose. And yeah. then you go in and, you know, I'm like six, two. So I try to play the big man. And I'm like, well, I know I know fundamentals. You know, I've watched enough Spurs games to understand what's going on. So. You start po- posting up a big dude who's like six eight six nine, and he's like letting it happen. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, are you weak sauce? Like, what is this? Like, yeah, you're yeah. too. Like, I hate that. <laughs> like, but that happens, you know. Yeah. So, so like for example, me. So acting is compromised. Comedy is compromised. But singing, for example, I went to graduate school for acting. I got trained in singing. I cannot tell you the amount of producers and casting directors like, hey, you got to be in Rent. You got to be in this. You got to be Book of Mormon. Like you, you fit. Like I fit the mold for a lot of like straight male leading roles. Mm-hmm. Man, I've taken lessons. I've I've gone. I've done everything I can other than getting surgery on my vocal cords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And every time I go, they're like, oh, yeah. It's just bad. So it, I've finally had. So to wait, admit, it's, like, it's I'm never bad. Gonna learn it's how to bad, be a good or you're one of those people who you could fake being a decent singer. 
I don't because you said you, you said you went to school for. I don't even singing. think I could fake being a decent singer. I don't. And I, and I you couldn't, also you couldn't like keep a tune. You could do that. I don't even think I'm necessarily tone deaf, but I can't match pitch to save my life. Maybe you can uh, learn it. I don't know. So no, maybe no. Okay. But, but there, there, so there are things like that where it's like, well, yeah, there's an uh, But I, I feel like with withdrawing to me is kind of like singing. Like you have you have an eye and a hand coordination that uh, that some people person, don't. Yeah, yeah, that some people don't guard. So I think I think that's true because I I like I feel like I can hold a melody but i know i know per- people personally who can sing yeah and it's like it's completely different yeah and they're like oh you can learn to fuck you you're you, gifted, i you mean shit. they could maybe teach you but also it's just like one of those things where yeah i would say there's some things that people are just like this god just gave you that yeah that's yours it's like oh i'll teach you to be double jointed no it doesn't work that yeah, way yeah yeah so you're you're doing the uh the illustration and you were all through high school ap art which is hilarious <laughs> I got a five on my AP art exam. <laughs> I had so, to make a freaking portfolio with a bunch of stupid art pictures. And I hate, I still have it at home, but it's one of those things where I just drew a bunch of like TV shows and cartoons I enjoyed at the time. I think like I drew, I made like, I made like charcoal uh, pictures and or uh, uh, pieces of like shows like freaking like, I think it was like the boondocks or oh, something. That's hilarious. Or I think like that I did like, I was like, I call this piece uh gangster with no, with no purpose. Like it was dumb. I did, but, so but, the, like but the, cultural but the significance, but it's one of those things. Okay. You know what? I will give you this. Cause even, it's one of those things where I've have, I have had friends that I've taken classes in art and they would, you know, step by step do what the teacher says. And I would BS yeah. and crush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mind you that that's how I knew I was decent at it. If not, if not a certain level because i had friends who were like so adamant of making good art just to just to see if it compared to mine yeah and then i would literally bullshit and do it the night before or i do it the class before yeah full-on projects finish within like the 45 minutes we have for lunch and then go to class and be like oh jd great a minus <laughs> you know hilarious. and my friend would get like a b b my b b just a b and that he'd be great. like how <laughs> how i remember at one point i was better than one teacher i remember that oh, and wow. i was i was like you can't really teach me anything dude like yeah. this is and did the teacher know it he was aware I, it was one of those things where he was like you know just freestyle man <laughs> go, <laughs> go for it do what you want to do tonight <laughs> But um, that's hilarious. So the, you went through, so all through high school. That's what you wanted to do. By the time you got well, out of high from school, like you... elementary school till like early college, that was it. I went. So to, you went to college for for. Drawing? I went to I went to school. Uh, I went to uh, I started. I went to whatever. I went to all through elementary, high school, blah blah blah, middle school. It was like I didn't go to art schools, but I yeah. did all the art programs sure. in school. You know, I went to regular schools, but then college, yeah. I went. I went and did one semester or one half a year at um. This historical black college in in Atlanta called Morehouse. Of course, I know more. I love how you talk to me like I don't know what the fuck. No, is going it's on not about you. It's about more about people on okay, the, right, who right, are right, listening. Right. It's definitely yeah. not you. No, I've seen I've seen your set. You know about black things, <laughs> but uh, but no, mind you, I didn't even want to go. My mom yeah. had a connect, and the dude like was she was like you should go there. This and that, blah blah blah. And I was like, I don't really want to be away from. And, and, and meanwhile, had you been going up in mostly white schools at this point, or was yeah, it very I, I, mixed? white white schools and. Uh, Mix, I'd say a mix, mix, like definitely a mix, and like I had a, hell, a bunch of black friends. Like a majority of my friends were black or whatever, but it was it was like she wanted me to she wanted me to go there not just for she wanted me to go there for school, but also I had like a toxic girlfriend. So she was like a toxic white girlfriend. She was Hispanic, Latino. Okay, I don't think he's Hispanic. Literally, because that's one of your moms. Like we got to get him away from these crazy white bitches. I don't, no, no, but but from that girl, she was toxic. She 
you know, I wish her all the best nowadays, whatever. Give me, what, what does toxic mean to you? Because we might have different definitions of toxic. Toxic is like when you're in a bad relationship that's like, like you guys are just shout, you know shouting at each other yeah, always always arguing always arguing and you don't know whose fault it is because you're just angry all the you time. you you start to make yourself yes. think you you start to make yourself think this must be a good relationship like at the, you're wow. not like it's good but at the point of maybe this is what i'm supposed to have yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. you start to compromise like your own like uh like d- human decency that's yeah. it like I, me and her we were we were we were toxic, but we liked each other. You know, we yeah. enjoy, we enjoyed certain pieces of each other, but also we were young. So of course, so, everything when you're young is usually kind when, of toxic. You know, when, yeah, everything when you're young, unless you're, you're so like much- unless you're like prude and haven't done anything, and this is just you sharing time with this person, and you don't know any better. Yeah, it's toxic because like you guys have had, come from different places, and neither of you, you know, like it's neither of you want to compromise. That's a yeah. thing. Definitely, yeah. you, you know, you don't want to do anything for the thing for the other because you're so busy thinking, oh, what are they doing that I'm, sp-, you know, or you're or you're insecure. I, I was of insecure. Course. So how could you not be insecure? That you know, much? and she was too, and we, you know, it's one of their jealousy. It's it's like a bunch of dumb stuff that like every you know, and everyone tells you you're gonna laugh at this one day, and you're you're like no, you're fuming, you're fuming. <laughs> what do you mean? There's nothing funny about this situation. But then you go too. back. But then like but then like you know, five years go by, you meet decent humans yeah, <laughs> and yeah, if you yeah. have conversations you grow up and you're like oh it is kind of funny i wasted that much time doing that you think about it do you think it's do you think she was toxic or do you think the situation was toxic and both um, just catered to a bad i don't want to put it all on her i want to say we're she, not naming her so you can call her no i don't care it's just you know she was toxic and i was like kind of a goody two-shoes in yeah. the sense like i think it was one of those things where she came from like not not the greatest home, this and that, family issues, technically, like, very, I, like, it was, like, I had the burden of trying to get her back, back in good, like, graces with her family. Yeah. Like, but it wasn't, like, I told her that I needed her to do that. I just told her, like, you know, they're your family, even if you guys have- And you were a good kid, you got along with your parents. I mean, you know, I didn't hate my parents or anything, and I, you know, they were annoying, of course, like, parents are just gonna do that, but I guess, you know, she had, like, personal grudges, this and that, and I was just like, yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, this and that. If anything, if her life is going great and her family and they're all great, oh, that's me. I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You don't ever go on Facebook and say, let me see what I don't even know. I don't care. Yeah. Because- it's one of those things where I'm. My thing is, once it's over, I like to completely remove myself. Yes. To the I agree. point. To the point of, I don't like the fact that if you, I don't like thinking. If I'm over something, I'm over it, and I'm under the impression you should be. Yeah. I don't. I, I think it's toxic personally to allow someone who you know you didn't have a good, you never. It was never good. Yeah. But you allow them to try to still, you know, slip into your life every yeah. once in a while. So I don't I don't let her do that. Like I remember at one point because I'm married now, and I remember like a year before I was married. I remember she was like watching one of my stories on like Snapchat. What your your fiance? My at the ex. Time? My ex. Oh, your ex. Your my ex, ex was oh. watching. No, no. My me and my fiance are in, or I don't think we were. Were we fiance? No, we were. We were fiance at fiancees or however you say it. Yeah. At this point, and this girl from like literally this is a ten year old relationship. She still like checks in on my things, and I was like. That's weird to me. Yeah. Because I haven't thought about you in like not. I mean, you come to mind. I've run into her because L.A. small. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, passing by, like, hope your life's good. Yeah. My, you know, I'm not gloating like mine's great or anything. It's just like, yeah. hope your life's good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm gone. That's I, like, saw you, see you, you know? Yeah. But like, I, I remember one time she like, I remember it was like, it was a string of weird things. She like commented on like an Instagram post. I'm like, that's weird. We don't talk. At all, I don't think you. I don't. Look, I don't even. I don't even follow you on Instagram. Can I tell you what I think that's about? 
because they feel upset that the upset that this new girl got the life she could have had. Well, I, I think that might be part of it, but I also think maybe she didn't even know that. It could also just be she was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It went tits up in a ditch, and then she's like, "Ugh, I'm lonely. I'm miserable." Mm, archives. This guy was nice. That happens. Yeah. And then, like, I'm. I'm. Aware. Oh no. If if there's a moment. Oh, I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, to, he was nice. Not What's to gloat. On? Not to gloat. But if I look at it from the outside looking in, oh, I, I was probably the best dude that came around. Yeah. yeah personally, yeah. from yeah. like from like an understanding point, this and that. We had our spits and our spats. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I was like. I was like sure. loyal to a fault. And she, so she started contacting you on Instagram. She didn't contact. She would just, it was just weird that I'm like grown at this point. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's the weird part. That would be like if an ex, that would be like if a, an ex like wife hits you up 10 years later when you're with a girl, uh, your wife of wh- however many years who yeah. now you've established a, a relationship you're going to focus on. And she's just like, oh, I'm so happy for you. Uh, especially like, if it was bad. Contacting me? Especially if it was bad. If it was like a mutual, like we're just not working together. That's yeah. one thing. But it was, you know, if it was bad, yeah. There's an no, agenda. We, we should like a psychiatrist would tell you you guys need two years apart. Yeah, you should not contact each other. I've I've seen that on documentaries. Yeah, like a crazy person continues to watch what you're up to. Yes. <laughs> like if she sees me, because I hear that, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> if she, but like if she or any woman or any man sees you like because you're maybe you because we you know we do entertainment yeah. that's one thing like if she catches me on a commercial one day i'm sorry if i came into your head that day yeah just know i'm doing all right you know like <laughs> yeah. it, it's you know check, checks of pay baby you gotta love it you know but i mean no 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 ill will to her because you know it was she was like the first girl i loved so i'll give her that yeah and it was like and we were dumb dumb young love we dumb we, young we love. like lied to each other not lied but we told each other oh i want to you know hopefully marry of you in course, five years of course. We all it was all that, that. and yeah. And looking back, I am so glad that didn't happen. Well, yes. I would probably be, I probably would not be doing anything I'm doing now. Cause, you know, she was never super, I mean, we both had our insecurities, but we never really supported each other's dreams either. Yeah. Like we supported them, but with like a caveat. It was yeah, like, it was sure. like, mm, but what yeah. if that doesn't work? We mm. were like, our, like how parents are. Oh, God. But it was like, but. I mean, I probably was like that more be- only because she didn't have like the basic fundamentals to fall back on. Yeah. And I, yeah, I never really thought college was for me, but I, I went through a certain amount of it. I didn't finish it, but I, it was one of those things where I always knew, like, I, you know, back in my head, I knew what I, I'm going to do something. Yeah. I don't think she knew at all. I feel yeah. like she just was, like, riding a wave. Yeah. And eventually I was just, like, it was, if if, ooh, if we would have stayed together, I probably had, like, three kids and me and you would yeah. be having a completely different There's combo. There's a sliding doors. Who knows if I'd be doing Sliding door scenario. I'd be doing a lot of, I'd be it. doing a lot of suicidal humor. <laughs> <laughs> no. But so, no, I wish her the best, though. Seriously. Yeah. So, she was, uh, she was, you know, she was great. She was a, my thing is, I'm glad I had to go through that. Cause, of course. Because she was a learning, you know, uh, Always. a stepping stone and a learning moment because a lot of guys, I got a lot of older friends. Right. We are back after a word from our sponsors. Yes. We don't have a sponsor yet, but maybe we'll find one by the time we release Hey, we can podcast. get somebody, I think, at the end of this. I don't know. Maybe uh, the taco place across the street. I like them. They got really good They're food. really good. And yeah. I think you can just go across like, hey, give, us, give me a free taco. <laughs> free taco. And I'll mention your place. That's a sponsor. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. I want to talk about because I'm, very, very, I'm always curious about people uh, sort of creating their path. And your path going from artists, going to, you went to Morehouse. I went to Morehouse. Your mom I, I, kind of put you in a stranglehold to go to Morehouse. And you I, went. Yeah. Went what was there. that like for you? 
Uh, it was annoying because I I think it was one of those things where like I've originally uh, when I first thought about the idea I was like I'll go blah 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 but then halfway through I was like I don't want to go I'm not doing it for myself I'm going to just appease my parents and then yeah. I got there and it wasn't terrible or whatnot it was cool it was very cool uh, Atlanta's cool they got the the girls are thick out there I don't know what to do. <laughs> like <laughs> but but, but uh, did you feel that going to Morehouse it just didn't benefit me going out there it was or. I don't know. Did, what were you saying? Did, well, just also as as a black man going to Morehouse, did you did you feel like it was very isolationist in terms of like, it, yo, these are your people, those I crackers mean, you dealt with in the West Coast aren't your people? Was it kind of oh, an indoctrination process that way? Nah, man. You know, I, it's one of those things where the dudes who were like that to yeah. me were weird. I'm like, to me, that's weird, bro. Like, yeah, I grew I grew up in L. A. First off, it's diverse as hell out here. Yeah. So going to Atlanta. Where, you know, everything was like black pride, black this, black that. It was cool, but it was one of those things. It's one of those things. It's cool. I respect it and I appreciate it. But I don't, that's just not how I live my life. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I, you know, I'll definitely take black people's sides all day for the, just because of, you know, whatever it is that we have to go through. But I'm not one to make it. I, my lifestyle isn't going to be something where it's like, oh yeah, I only kick it with black people, this and that. Now I'm, you know, now I'm, a, now I'm pure. That's like some uh, hotep thing. But you that know? did exist a little bit. That, well, that that's yeah. the thing. People, you know, that existed where like, you know, dudes would be like, man, I can't be with a white girl, this and that, because you know them, them, them pink toes. <laughs> them pig toes. Pink, pink, pink toes. Pink you ever toes. heard that? I've never heard. Pink, of pink toes, toes is because when you guys step down, your toes turn pink. When you got to step down. Like if you look at white people's toes when they like press against something, uh-huh. you can see the blood rush, right? Yeah. And pink toe is like, is like a black race. It's like a, it's like kind of like cracker. Pink toes? Pink I've toes. I've never heard that in my Go to, life. Go to ask any old black auntie. That is hilarious. Because <laughs> I remember a friend wow. told me that and I didn't get it either. And I was like, pink toes? And they were like, you know, cause, oh, I, I learned that from my uncle actually. Probably shouldn't out him, but because <laughs> his daughter back in when I was in middle school or high school, she had a white boyfriend. She just, you know, she loved white boys growing up. And she, my uncle would be like, man, can you believe her bringing around that pink toe to the house? <laughs> and I'm like, uncle, I'm like, what? what do you mean? And he was like, I was like, what's a pink toe? First off, and he was like, he was like, you know. Because when they touch their toes down, they be pink. Like, it's it's such a dumb, it's so not even really racist. It's, it's it's just more of like a goofy name to well, me. It's also just, it's also funny, and I just do a bit about this. It's uh-huh. also just kind of weird that, like, there just is never, there's never an equivalent for white people for the N-word. No, because You what, can do cracker, cares? white devil, or whatever it is. Everything no. just is honky. None of matter. that is offensive. Yeah. <laughs> I did a sh- I it's did like a- calling you, it's like calling you, it's, call, it's like calling you, like, bad comic book names cracker <laughs> pink toe is here it's like it's not toe. none of that is i mean it's not as bad as the n-word because n-word has so much behind it plus yeah. outside of it having so much behind it it's like it's popular it's like its own like oh i thought it was cool <laughs> like you know it's yeah one of, it's a word where like we the black you know community has have made it a word of endearment to the point where it's like, well, it's kind of just now a word for, well, to, to what people think. That's yeah. how people react. They're like, it's just a word, guys. Relax. I don't believe that. I think there's definitely some unfortunate sure. hate and stuff, regardless of how you say it with the people say the hard R now and, and an A. <laughs> Either way, I'm just like, bro, it's offensive, period. Yeah, of course. I'm like, if you're a smart person, you know that however it's said, rather either if it's in a rap song or not, it's offensive. Yeah. You know, like. 
if black people choose to say it, I mean, they can't. I guess they can the same way you have like you know, gay people will say the f word to people, which is now like the new n word. Oh yeah, you don't well, say that. Like what's a fag? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not the network because I can actually say yeah. fag and still. So I, my thing business. is like I, I remember, and I remember when I was younger. Eminem would throw that out so much on rap records. I, we used to just say it because, like, as if you were stupid. That's yeah. what that's what the equivalent of, of that course. was. But then you know, everybody has a everybody has a valid reason to you know feel how they feel about certain things, and I get it. You know, you don't you know I don't I don't I don't think any I think using racial slurs as a whole, you know, it, it, there's a time and a place. Like if you can make like as a comic, if you can make it funny, I personally don't care. I agree. You know, I've actually said that. I said I wish I had a good n-word joke, but I I can't write a good enough joke to justify saying. You gotta it. yeah, you gotta like say it, and then you can't be scared to say it. Yeah, because everybody in the room gonna look at you. You probably done more black shows than I've done. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done black shows and black people. Some black people don't fuck, fuck with me. They're like, who this corny ass black dude? Talking all proper. Funny. <laughs> it's true though. I, d- I remember I did a D-Ray show. Bombed, uh-huh. bad. But it wasn't because of my material. It was because I I said a bit. I, I I had been hosting at the Laugh Factory for like weeks, right? So I was I was in like host mode. Sure. So I tried, you know, riffing at the top of like a five minute set. The D-Ray was like, "Hey man, you want to go on stage?" <laughs> and like, and where was at, this? What uh, improv. Improv. Mondays. Right, yeah. His Monday, his yeah. his show. Um, and I remember I did a bit. That is funny in context of a comedian writing a joke. I, I think I said, I got on stage and I was kind of playing off of whatever happened after stage. And then I jokingly said something about Trump. Black people don't give a fuck. They don't want to hear any type yeah. of, you don't. You cannot put him in any good light, period. Right? So my Oh, jo- interesting. Yeah. Basically. So he's just like the unless, unless you can really follow up with like, a, a, like some sort of either you, you know, thrash on him at the end or it's fucking funny. Yeah. Or- People have the comedic mind to be like, oh, I could see where the joke is. So there. what was the joke? Do you remember? The, the joke was, it was because of, um, I, I said a bit where I was like, hey, I was like, look, y'all, what if Trump actually does well and he goes 73 and nine like the Golden State Warriors? Yeah. I said that. That was the, it was just a premise. It was, yeah. it was literally something that was not in my material, not something I've worked on, something that in the back of my head. I remember saying to myself, and I was like, huh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And I just said it without even thinking. That was the end of my set. Oh, wow. They <laughs> Didn't get booed or anything, but people just tuned out. They were like, no, nah. nah, we're good. And yeah. then, like, continued to do my material. I think maybe 10% of the crowd was still paying attention. The rest were eating their food in that big-ass room, <laughs> to, you know, laughing, eating chicken, just fucking, you know. They had their own conversations going on. At that point, I was just like... All right. All right. Not doing that. Yeah. Not in this type of room. And I and the thing is, you know, when you go do a show compared to hosting a show, you know that like when you're doing a show and they give you the time, you do your set. Yeah. Or, you know, you do your set and if you get like a heckler that can give you an a you know, room to do crowd work or if something funny is happening in the crowd, you you could jump into some crowd work. Yeah. But that wasn't the time. <laughs> well, it's also you have five minutes. Yeah, five. Yeah, five minutes. To... I could have immediately. Mind you, it was one of those things where I could have immediately jumped into jokes that uh, that whole room would have it would have crushed. Yeah. And I just was like, Oh no, I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna just fuck around a little bit. Did never doing that again. <laughs> but the worst part was like it got me in such a sour place because I was uh, featuring that weekend at the Ontario Improv, and For I was. Who? Um, so this is random, but my dad's a comedian. What? Yeah. So. Is your dad John Witherspoon? Yeah, boy. Bang, bang, bang. Every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. I cannot tell you how many times. <laughs> so that's my I didn't father. know that, by the way. But, no, it's all good. I don't um, I don't bring it up, usually. 
I cannot tell you how many times I've been like with my lady or whatever, and I go, I go, uh, look, FYI, I would not go in the restroom for about 35 to 45. <laughs> I do like the very white version. I would say about 35 to 45 minutes. Yeah, probably yeah. shouldn't go in there. Uh-huh. Uh, wow, he's, I, I didn't, so is he still working a lot? Is he still, he just, and he so just, you feature he, for him. Yeah. That's I, pretty I, amazing, I, man. That's pretty like. No, when, he, when he's local, I feature. Like LA, LA spots, or we've, I've done Irvine, Oxnard, Ontario. Uh, we've done some spots higher up, like a... Uh, uh, North Cal, like uh, a Tommy T's and some other places. Uh-huh. I I haven't done like the road road with him because usually I'm busy on yeah. on when he's doing the road. I'm I'm usually got like a schedule that I can't I can't break. But uh but no when I when I get a chance to go on the road with him is great because you know he packs the shit out. So, sure. So it's guaranteed laughs if you're funny. Yeah. So I uh, I remember at one point he used to let me host and then once I got a little better he started letting me feature. Yeah. So, but um, but mind you, like I said, I had like I had like a whole weekend with him in Ontario coming up, and I was like, I was like, like that night of uh, bombing at D Rays on a Monday, <laughs> fucking crushed me. I was like, God dang, that sucked. Yeah. And then like I'm thinking, I'm like, you can't fuck around Thursday through Sunday. Your dad will never let you hear the end of it. Because yeah. I mean, my dad doesn't really care unless he hears a joke. I remember one time I think I did a joke, and and he's basically the same kind of crowd. Like I would say that like d-race crowd is in the sense of you know you can only you can only be so artistically funny with your material yeah you know what i'm saying like 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 n- no disrespect to like a gerard carmichael but he's not gonna crush in front of like a d-ray crowd sure unless you know i mean not that he couldn't it's just one of those things where it's like his his his, pa- his, his style, style is different, completely yeah. different you know they probably wouldn't want to wait for the jokes they also probably wouldn't care for how like smart they are you know yeah. that, and that's a thing that like black comics i've heard like hate because they know that like when they're trying to because we technically have to do two different types of stand-up we have to do like the type that's funny for our people and then we have to do the type that's funny for everyone that's interesting i want to i want to talk talk about that first, first of all I, I always it could just be a stigma no and, and i want to get to that <laughs> mm-hmm. i also want to talk about the fact just because people don't know I, I always forget, like, I'm in such a weird, small bubble of world where I assume everyone knows who the fuck we're talking about. So, so John Witherspoon yeah, we get into that. <laughs> is, he, he, he's an actor. I, I don't know much about, I do know that he was in f- the Friday movies. Yeah, if you guys- He was in Boomerang. He was in Boomerang, Hollywood Shuffle, Friday, one through three. He plays the dad who's always taking the shit on the toilet. That's what I literally explained. And that became his thing. Yeah, no, that's his bit. His dad <laughs> but, who, who's shitting. Like, yeah, the every dad time he shitting. has a new movie, like, hey, you know you got to, you got yep, shit in this movie. Yeah, right? he's in Little Nicky with Adam Sandler. He's in a few movies, but uh, also he was the voice of the granddad on the Boondocks. That's like, oh, that's great. So yeah. people, oh, House Party is where I first House knew Party, him. House Party. He was in that, and also, and I want to say one. I'm just thinking of newer projects. Uh, he is the homeless guy on Black Jesus, which is a show on Adult Swim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very so, cool. Was he always a stand-up, or was he an actor? Stand, yeah, stand-up. So stand-up was he his- was an actor first, but he came to L.A. from Detroit and uh, got into stand-up. And he was a uh, he was a door guy at the store. He was a door guy at the oh, store wow. for for he was like one of the one of, you know if the you original think, if yeah. you think of the original class him Dreesen, uh Letterman uh, what's her name. Uh, all these people, Mooney, the twins, uh, people who had come up there prior. Yeah. Marshall Warfield. Uh, uh, I don't even know. 
Mike Binder, all these guys, older yeah. dudes. They're, you know, Leno, people who would just come, or whoever was, like, at the store when it started, he was there. He was a door guy. He was at the, you know, he was at the boycott or whatever you call it, the strike. Oh, the strike, yeah. He was part, he was part of the strike. There, yeah, yeah he, used, he used to, like, drive Mitzi around. He used to be, like, so that funny. close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but he, you know, he, but he's, like, one of the guys who, like, has been there, done it, and made it, and it is still. He's one of he's the. Still he's still working. Of the, yeah. the OGs who's still. Has working. he told his story? Has he, is there a memoir? Or you know, he's a book? he literally because they're doing a doc on the store for Showtime, like a five episode or six oh. episode series. He recently went over there to record uh, an interview with him and Mike Binder about it. Oh, very cool. And because I because he told me one day I was like I I stopped by because I was uh, on break from work and I was going to an audition and I stopped by my parents' house and I was like, "What's up, man? What you up to?" And he was like. And I do a voice of it. I do his impression. But I was he he was like he was like, Oh, you know, JD, I'm just um about to go to the comedy store and uh you know, talk to them for a second. And I was like, wait, why are you going to the comedy store? Because he was, because he, I remember when the comedy store reached out to me because they knew I was his kid, they were trying to get him on a podcast and I asked him and he was like, I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> like he didn't care. He gave no shits. But then he said that he was like, man, you know, they've been calling me trying to get me to do this, uh, do this, uh, this, this interview for Mitzi's. Mitzi dying and shit and I told him I've been ignoring the calls so I'm finally gonna go <laughs> and I was like I was like oh that's cool and I was like you know I'm trying to you know I go, I go to the store I'm trying to get in over there anyway yeah, of course. so I was like hey man if you want to finesse me give me some give me some spots so, yeah, but he that. but he went like there during the day and literally just uh did an interview with people who didn't even work for the store they were like a production team yeah who were just filming in there but I went yeah. and hung out and watched him talk with uh Mike for a little bit and it was funny the stories he was telling were super funny I was like it's I had heard you hadn't heard before a majority of it I I knew about but he told like one story that uh I had never heard about him back when he was on the Richard Pryor show yeah and he was saying how I forgot what he was he was saying that it, they were doing a bit that never got on air because the show got canceled after four episodes because Richard Pryor was, you know the, sh- the jokes were way too cr- like way yes. too crazy for yes. the show time. but he said there was like he said there was an episode he said there was a, a situation on the lot where he was dressed up with the rest of the cast as big babies like grown-ups in baby outfits like diapers and everything and he said that Richard Pryor had had a guy who was kind of like his like spiritual guide and the spiritual guide was trying to he the spiritual guide uh, was talking to all the cast members saying, you guys know that eventually you guys can are going to outgrow this. You'll be funnier than Richard. Some of you guys will be, be just as big, if not bigger. And he said he said Richard walked in on that conversation. Oh, wow. And Richard was like, man, I don't know how to do Richard Pryor. But he was like, <laughs> man, motherfucker, you got to get the fuck out of here. Like he did that. <laughs> and he said the whole he said for the next 30 minutes, the. The spiritual guide was leaving. I, I think that's what he was, or maybe some sort of mentor for Richard. But he was leaving. He was like, "Man, I'm out of here, man. Fuck you!" And they, the whole time they were walking across like the NBC lot, yelling "fuck you" to each other. <laughs> and the cast, who's dressed up in baby outfits, was was just following them. That's and then great. he said, like, tours were going by, and they were like, "And to the left here, we have the Richard Pryor show." <laughs> like he was saying, fuck you, "Yeah, fuck you, no fuck you, motherfucker." So I I just oh. was I was just listening to that in person. I was like, that is so fucking funny dude yeah like the fact that he doesn't talk about that is i'm like these are like i mean he doesn't need it because he's got his own material based around him sure but damn i was like that's just a funny fucking story yeah so but yeah so i want to talk we brought a couple things one thing i want to go back to this this idea of like being a part of a a legacy family because i've I've had a lot of people i've had like tony and jordan rock i've had Mm -hmm. shantae waynes and there are a lot of people uh, 
I feel a lot of people have different approaches to the idea of having or, or Camilla Cleese, who's John Cleese's uh, mm. uh, daughter, growing up with a famous father. I, I imagine it presents sort of a lot of interesting roadblocks and also access a combination of the two of them and what is your experience because i know for example like with with tony and jordan they both made a point of never relying on their brother for help right they had to make their own way and they, and even mm. tony with jordan he was like jordan you got to make your own way i'm not going to help you and that was like the way their family operated i mean it, i mean i think stating that up front is great <laughs> but uh you know, I, I think it's one of those things where I didn't really want to get into entertainment up until 10 years ago anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, like you know, like I was saying, middle school, and elementary, high school, first years of college. Well, I was going to ask you, like, so, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I, I want to hear this, but I, I had a thought, so I, I hate to interrupt you. But, no, no, go um, for it. When I was interviewing um, Ruben Paul for it, he was talking about when he bombed. He bombed following Chris Tucker, and he talked about Chris Tucker when Friday came out. Mm. And I was like a white guy when Friday came out. So to me, Friday was like a, a movie that was funny. But yeah. in the black community, Friday was- It's was, a cult classic. I mean, not only cult classic, it was it's, a seminal moment in black entertainment from, mm -hmm. from all accounts. So was there a moment where you, as you, just JD grown up, where your dad all of a sudden was like, oh shit. My dad's famous. Or was oh, no, he yeah. always kind of oh, famous? Oh, no, no. They're, he, no, no. He was, he was like Wayne's brothers. He was famous. Yeah. When, that, when he was on the show, because he was the dad of the Wayne's brothers okay. with Marlon and Sean Wayne's. Oh, he was he was just famous. Oh, so that was quite. Cause, huh? Because they always say you make money in TV, you, you make fame in film. But it was you know, Wayne. but you can, but I mean, like the motherfuckers from Friends were getting a million That's an episode at a certain true. point. And uh, I want, I mean, there were, I mean, I, if you're thinking like back then, these are the 90s. So there, I know that, th I know he was famous because there was a point when, and an even probably still till this day, not as much as before, there was a point where we could not go to certain places without him being noticed, you know? Yeah. To me, that's fame. Sure, of course. Like he wants to, he, like, we couldn't go school shopping like we used to because it was like when we go to malls, we would get stopped every five feet. Yeah. So, um, that I definitely I believe there was like a moment in his career and I think still like you know if people notice him oh they'll want to stop and get a fucking picture oh for sure absolutely but uh but it's funny because my thing my thing about him is that he believes that he's still and he is still I mean he's still well known and recognized but I'm like dad you're not I'm like you're not as famous as you were when you were on Wayne's Brothers, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, but if yeah. I tell him that, he'd be like, oh, J.D., you hating. You hating ass motherfucker. <laughs> I'd be like that. Because I remember I told him we should go to the mall one day. I was like, you know, I'm grown. He's grown. Me and my, my brother's like 22. I was like, we should go to the mall, maybe just kick it, hang out like fathers and son. He's like, oh, J.D., I can't, I can't go to the mall. I'm too famous. I'm too big. I'm too big time. <laughs> if, they, if I go to the mall, everybody going to want a picture with me. Everybody want to say hi to me. And I'm like. I'm like, hey, bro, I don't think you know what year it is. <laughs> I'm like, it's 2019, not 1999. Like, yeah, yeah. like if this was then, I was like, I was like, put on it. I was like, put on a, put on a jacket and some sunglasses. Yeah, we'll no, be no. fine, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, oh no, 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 no way. I'm too, too, I'm too popular. <laughs> you know. What does he like, think about your impersonation of him? Oh, he hates it because so because it's dead on. Perfect. He hates it. He's like, he's like, I mean, it's uncanny. He tells me he's like, he's like, <laughs> when I do it, he says, JD. <laughs> That don't sound like me. <laughs> I don't know who it is you think you sound like, but that ain't me. <laughs> um, and it, it, but it's funny because I like I, it's an it's an impression that I because I do impressions in my in my stand up and other uh, stuff, but I only picked him up because I like grew up with him, you know, literally just living with him for so long. So, what's that? 
I didn't take up two parking spots. No, I didn't. We're getting we're getting yelled at about. Uh, Are you in that new Bill's, spot? Bill's parking spots right now. So this is by the way, this, this is, is Mia. We, Mia right is now. a recurring character in the uh, in the podcast. <laughs> hey, what's up, Mia? And she came out and she's giving me double middle fingers. Yeah. Double middle fingers. You took fingers. two up, two parking spots. I took two parking spots. Is that your parking spot? Yep. Who, since when? Why does it matter your, your who's parking spot it is, one? Bill? What are you gonna do? I live <laughs> you guys have a funny report. All right. All right. Well, they've <laughs> changed it then, so you know that, right? Huh? They've changed that because one so was yes, always my still spot. Yelling about the parking spots, guys. Um, all right, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yes, we're, we will. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're Got gonna it. take. We're gonna. Okay. We're bye. gonna take a sponsored break real quick to move his car. Okay. And this is real She's podcasting. I, I yeah, like this it. is this is why I do the show, guys. This okay. is it. So I, I I've talked about I have a crazy neighbor <laughs> named. I've seen her at uh, comedy places. Yeah, she's she's a comic. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mia comedy Mars. places. Mia Mars. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I, I for the life of me I cannot I cannot I can get along with her for like a like a week, <laughs> and then something will happen. And then she's just double fingers, cursing me out. <laughs> That's literally what just happened, everybody. Can I tell you the funny? I got to tell you, me and Mars story got blow up real quick. Uh-huh. So, so I do, I've been doing this podcast for like a, a month or so now, mm-hmm. and it's out here in the yard. Whatever, it's like doesn't. She'll have her group of derelicts over there, and they're like making. And I'll be like, "Yeah, can you just just for the hour? Can you?" And she's like, mm. <laughs> and one time it was four, four in the morning. She's here on my couch, mm-hmm. my couch, yeah. and she's like. She's talking real loud, and I'm like, "Is someone out in the fucking yard?" So I come outside. I go, "Mia, it's four in the morning." She goes, "If you can have a podcast yard, I can wait for Tinder fucks in the yard." <laughs> so, oh my god! So, Mia Mars, check her out on social media. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, back to but so, yeah, man, I don't even know. Uh, we so talk- we're we were, just, ta- we were talking about your dad. And you were talk- I was talking about like your you 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 seem like you have a very kind of different it was vibe. Different different vibe. Yeah. It wasn't like obviously Tony and Tony and Chris. Rock nah, like I mean, well, I was at a different level. Well, too. no, like you said, I feel like legacy. I mean, I, I don't like calling no legacy family. Dude, they I can't think of no, another one. But like Shantae, I know what you mean. Like Shantae Wayans well, yeah, as a Wayans. Well, like, that's because that's because they got a legacy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm far. Fo- I'm. You're just the, the I'm one son. I'm behind a caboose, if anything. <laughs> I wouldn't call this a legacy. Do you have other brothers and sisters? That are yeah, in, yeah. Are they in entertainment as well? Uh, my younger, my younger brother. He's only one. He's a producer. He produces music. Oh, okay, so, cool. But he's, you know, we all do different things. Well, no, me and my dad do similar things. But I also have like the whole different genre of entertainment where I do the internet stuff. Yeah, and that's not his wheelhouse at all. Yeah, and that's where I started. Well, not I, that's not where I started, but that was something that I did like uh, to coincide with acting because like if we could ever get past this part i so in college <laughs> went to morehouse black college you guys understand that we're past that went went there got over it came back to los angeles so you didn't you didn't graduate no really no no, no. i i didn't even like morehouse long enough to stay um i went there and i knew i wanted to be i i, I remember i went in for an audition for because morehouse excuse me in atlanta they were casting for you remember will will wilmer valderrama's show uh, yo mama Oh yeah, I I auditioned for it. Yeah, and I didn't think anything. I didn't think I I booked it or anything. So literally a month or ha- maybe half a month later, two weeks later, I'm I'm on a plane going home, and then I changed numbers and I checked the voicemail, my old phone number, and they were like calling me for 
booking me. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. I, I, but mind you, I didn't know what booking man. I didn't understand what was going on. I was just kind of like, I was going to be on TV. Oh, I lost <laughs> the opportunity. So I didn't give a shit. I just went home. I went home, went to a, a local school out here, went to Cal State Northridge. And when I was there, I was pursuing like GEs, but also having art classes just to keep me like, you know, have some sort of passion. But halfway through, halfway, okay. <laughs> we got a car in the background. That's honking. fine. They can't really hear it. Yeah. These but, are very um, good mics. I was going to say, while I was at school <laughs> going going there for art, halfway through, I had no idea how to pursue an art career. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, what do you do? I was like, how do you get yeah. your art? And I was like, I knew I still wasn't, like, I knew I was decent, but I was like, I'm not good enough to sell this shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. so... And I mean, I could have like got some references from my mom because she was like an art dealer at one point, also an artist and other stuff. But I think eventually I was just like, ah. I was like, it felt like it was just like one of those really cool hobbies I had done forever. Yes. It was never something I, I mean, I think as a kid, I thought I'd be an artist because that's just what you say. It's like, what do you want to grow up to be? I want to be an artist. I want to be an astronaut, fucking moon man, whatever the hell, yeah. firefighter. But eventually in college, I was just like, I don't know what I want to really do. And then I had a friend of mine who was like, well, why don't you try to be a actor or something? You're always wasting time. He said, why don't you be try, try to be like an actor or a comedic actor? Cause you're always wasting our time in class, making us laugh. And I was like, that's huh. a decent idea. <laughs> but it was like, I've always been a class clown. Yeah. Always was a goofball, always doing stuff like that. Always acting out loud. Never was really scared of public speaking. That never really phased me. So that was, that was always just something I did just to f- fuck around. Yeah. And then, uh, I think, as he gave me that random idea i ran with it i had a friend whose mom was a casting agent or she had her own agency and i was like what do you think your mom would like sign me and she was like i'll ask her and then her mom uh said well i'll have you come in to audition for me and we'll see what goes on and you know i read her like some commercial crap and she was like yeah you you know you got a good look blah 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 this and that and then that was just like the start of me auditioning but auditioning is garbage. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just literally the process is pointless. It's it's the most... mostly commercial auditions at this point? Yeah, so okay. mer- mostly commercial auditions, and it's the most indecisive... Like, being an entertainer, auditioning is the most indecisive thing ever. Like, unless you have footage of yourself that can showcase what you do... Yeah. Then I guess it makes sense. But if you if you already do have that, they should literally just book you off of seeing I, what you've done. I completely agree. So and that's what happens once you get to a certain level. Certain level, you know, you you know, Will Smith is not auditioning. Will no. Smith is giving been being given scripts. Denzel's being given scripts. Matthew McConaughey is given being given scripts. Uh, freaking Leonardo DiCaprio, they are already yeah. solidified. You know, they've got the clout and also the work. They've done the work, <laughs> but. Yeah, I was auditioning, and mind you, you know, I did, like, I think I did a year of auditioning and a year of whatever, and, like, within a year, I had gotten at least 50 to, like, 100 auditions, didn't book crap, and commercial auditioning is completely different from, like, theatrical auditioning. Yes. It's very much your look, if it represents the product, because at the end of the day, the casting people aren't making the decision. The people who are selling the product or the agency who is telling the people who are selling the product what they should be looking for that's how you book yeah yeah and people don't know like a a commercial audition you go in there's like 50 people there's like a million a million people (laughs) and they all know each other hey how's your kid how's your your school and my thing is i would never want to be trapped in that circle of being just a commercial actor although they used to be able to make a ton of money well now sag's screwing everybody over because or not it's not sag it's the it's it's the production people it's the companies the companies that are they're all trying to do non-union stuff to be cheap yeah. So that's that's the thing. That's why you have like you have like protests for SAG right now, where it's like support union actors. I remember I went in a commercial one time. I don't do commercial auditions anymore because I was like, I'll I'll quit the business. 
mm. I'll fucking go back, use my engineering degree. I'd rather do that. <laughs> commercial auditions were the worst, man. But I went to this one commercial audition, and it was a Rice Krispie treats, mm. and Rice Krispie they're being wheeled in a gurney, and I'm supposed to be giving like CPR to the Rice Krispie treat because it's <laughs> soggy. And they're like, it's like No Wiley and ER, blah blah. And I started like, okay, come on, guys. And she was like, you're not taking it seriously enough. This is like a life and death situation with these Rice Krispie treats. There's no way. And I was like, you're fucking. I mean, she was yelling at me for like. That's crazy. Doing it without high first stakes. Off, first off, if you guys don't already know by listening to this podcast, Hollywood is full of crazy people. Yes. Seriously, there are so many egos in this industry that it's uncanny. Like, yeah. I understand how you can garner an ego. Because like once you get a little power, it's it feels good. So yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But. No, but in the sense of commercial auditioning, I was, like, not booking. And in that year of not booking and also whatever else, I was going to school. But then eventually I remember I got kicked out of Northridge because I flunked a class. <laughs> I flunked a class because I purposely didn't go because I didn't understand how to do the work. Because it was a it was an a, a, uh, art, it was a art illustration, uh, illustrator slash Photoshop class. Didn't understand Photoshop. Didn't understand how to do the art on the program. I was literally hitting up a friend who knew Photoshop to do my homework. So at, one, at a certain point, I was like, I can't. I'm not learning this. I was like, it's cool. I'll just take an F in this class. I'll do well in the rest, and then I'll pick it up next semester. Didn't know I was on academic probation. So they were like, you're out of here. Yeah. So I got kicked out, which my I feel like a lot of my greatest triumphs have been com- have come from me getting the axe. <laughs> I am, Honestly, because you won't stop unless someone tells you you got to go. Yeah, you for know? sure. Otherwise, I, you'll literally, just, you will not move on. That is what you a can lot just of, be mediocre forever. Yeah, or yeah. be stuck in a hole, or yeah. just accept your situation. So that school kicked me out, and I also had a knack for film at the time. So, it, so while I was going out and doing auditions this whole time, I, in the midst of that, created a YouTube channel because I was like, well, I'm not booking anything, so maybe so might as well create my own content. It, literally, that's all I said to yeah. myself. I was like, well, I got funny ideas. I could shoot a sketch. I could, I mean, I was like, I, you know, I had the confidence of like a person who was just, I think at that point I started watching YouTube for content Yeah. where at one, you know, where in the, in the years where it first was originated, it was like for stupid cat videos, yeah. viral clips, this and that. But then I started seeing people who are creating stuff and I was like, that's weird. And I never thought I could ever become one of them, but I was like, it would still be fun just to you try the it. first person you're watching, you're like, oh, this person is doing something really cool with YouTube. It's like you have your own studio. Yeah, you yeah, you you're free. you're your own freaking network. Yeah, honestly, I mean, unless new YouTube shut down, which it has, it has hit the fan sometimes. So you can't rely on it. You got to have <laughs> your eggs in different baskets, baby. You can't mess around with it. But I remember some of the first people who I who like motivated me to really try to step it up because um, it was one of those things where when I first started, I was just like thinking, I'll just make a funny skit and this and that. And my you know my sketches of like the beginning were very much like just random ideas I had that I was like. All right, it'll, I'll start it here, and it'll be like beginning, middle, end. Beginning, middle, end. Goofy little. Do you remember your first sketch you filmed for YouTube? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I have them. They're on the internet. You can yeah, go yeah. look them up. If yeah. you go to youtubecom Witherspoon, they're there. You don't <laughs> but, go back. Uh, go. I'm going to delete this now. This. <laughs> I think the the first thing I ever posted on the channel that I actually that I actually work hard on that I actually started on and worked hard on. It was just like a welcome to my channel video. Yeah. It was like, hey, because you know, because YouTube is it's half. It's half like uh, skill and it's half personality. Well, you know what? I'm gonna take the skill out of there. It's <laughs> it's more it's more personality over content. At the yeah. end of the day, if you're internet, if you do anything on the internet, you are opening yourself up to the masses for people to get an inside look at what you do. If you post stuff about your personal life, yeah. If you create personal sketches, then honestly, you're just you know you're giving out ideas for free. 
Yeah. Somebody could rip that shit off and make it into an SNL sketch, could make it into a Comedy Central show. You gotta that's something you gotta think about. Yeah, for sure. You know, if they discover it and that shit has got thirty views, they don't think anybody's watched. They're like, yeah. we're gonna take this mug right mm-hmm. now. So it's something that you gotta think about. But like when I started, I was just like, I got funny little quirky ideas and skits that I wanna shoot. I'ma just try them. And I went back on like some whole old hard drives of skits that I deleted and I was like, Oh my god, these are so bad. But they're like <laughs> but they're great because it showed like it showed my like my like passion and excitement yeah, yeah, to yeah. do it because I, I don't have it anymore <laughs> but but i still do it because there are there are days where i find like the the you know the the like motivation to be like oh i want to make something cool yeah you know um and how often do you post now do you have like a thing like i gotta do at least two a week or? well i you know my whole career it, it it's one of those things where i pivoted because when i first started i was doing sketches or even before that, because you said the first skit I ever made. I remember the first thing I ever made was like a bad thing on my dad's iMac computer and iMovie. I was just like, I had like, I used to have really long hair between the ages of 17, was it 17, 14 and 21. So seven years of me having like really long hair down to my thing, whatever, cornrows and shit, cornrows. Uh, afro. Um, but I used to make, I used to make really like one-off skits. I didn't know what the heck I was doing and doing parodies with music that was definitely not mine, copywritten music. So yeah. those videos if if there are very few people, but there are a few of them who still know about my first first YouTube channel, which I named uh, the funniest black guy. <laughs> Perfect. I I was surprised that wasn't taken, but I that that channel is dead to me. If you want to go check it out, it's got some skits. It's still on it. there. It's still there. Yeah. Cause like why not? <laughs> but uh, but yeah. But um, once I got into it, I started like making. I tried my my. My goal was to get to the point where I could make one skit a week. Yeah. Which back then was like crazy. People were like, one a week? You know, you're like a television series at that point. Yeah. But yeah, I was doing one a week sketches, posting them, you know, reading the comments, trying to reply, see what they like, and then also think about what the next one is. That's the worst part because it's kind of like living paycheck to paycheck with your with your ideas. Yeah. Because you're like, dang, all right, what's going on next? And if you're at this point, there's you're not getting paid. You're not even thinking about getting. No, I don't. I don't think I. I didn't get paid like until five or I don't even know. I want to say I didn't get paid real money until like five or six years into understanding how the money worked. Like I knew that there was money being built up, but I never garnered that amount of money on my sketch channel Yeah, because the sketch channel, I didn't post con- consistently enough. Well, not consistently, but like eventually YouTube kind of, they, their algorithm shifted into quantity over quality. So people just started making garbage all the time, you know, yeah. or good stuff all the time. There's some led you know, to like, I feel like that sort of led to the, like the live streaming culture. Cause people could just do, hours and hours and hours yeah and well that's like i want to say that's even i want to say that's even like further down the road but like i started my my youtube channel that i have that i take pride in in 2010 and 2010 to like 2013 to me were the golden years of like youtube and genuine like good stuff being made by people who are just creative yeah like there was this guy i watched named julian smith who was great and i used to, and i know him personally but his cinematography was so i was like what is this <laughs> i'm like these are movies he's making yeah. he's making short movies on this freaking app and uh I started to like look up the type of gear he was using and I got into cameras and that's when I was that in in that midst of that within like the first year of me starting my YouTube that's when I got kicked out and then I went to film school and I was at this film school it's like Columbia College of Hollywood it's like a branch of Columbia but they have it here in Hollywood I've seen the ads yeah yeah a little little shitty film school in the valley but uh in Tarzana but uh but while I was there you know they unfortunately 
I had learned so much stuff on my own at that point. They weren't, they couldn't teach me much. They showed me how to like set up red cameras and stuff that I was like, personally, I was like, I would like to learn it, but I don't think I'll ever use it. Cause I'm like, I'm not shooting a film, Yeah. but you know, you never know, you know, learning that stuff is not bad. You don't want to not learn how to use high tech stuff. You might sure. as well continue. But I was so far ahead of the curve because I knew how to shoot. I knew how to edit. I knew how to green screen at that point already. I knew how to chroma key. I knew how to do audio. And all these teachers were, you know, we had teachers who were putting us through through the paces of stuff that, like, a lot of people, it was hard for them. I was like, bro, these are, I've been making these. I've been, yeah. make, I've been making these skits for the last year and two years now. Yeah. So it, it was like a breeze. So you finished it. You didn't drop out. No, I did. <laughs> no, I did. I did because there was also the there was also the hardest the harder part of writing, and I took a I took a like script script analysis class, and I did a I did like a I did some sort of screenwriting homework. I did some sort of like there was one writing teacher who was great. He taught us how to do script just writing how to write scripting but you know or excuse me how to write scripts he just basically showed us plot like formatting this yeah. and that that was a great class this other one was like script analysis and 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 film theory and it was just one of those things where he was getting way too deep yeah. into shit that didn't matter i was like bro yeah. i get it i understand that this is a thing and you have to make a class out of this yeah. but i was like this ain't gonna make or break my yeah. career i'm not jean-luc godard no and i think we literally did like we we did I did like a film analysis of, based on a book that's based off a video game I like, right? <laughs> so I kept it very much to me in yeah. my wheelhouse. And he was just like, yeah, you know, honestly, this is just not good. And he gave me like an F on it. And he was like, you probably have to take this class again. I was like, I'm uh, the fuck yeah. out. I was like, deuces. I got, the fuck, I got the fuck out of school. And, it, you know, but I didn't get out. I didn't like just drop because I didn't like that response. It was more like. I was already pursuing something that I was passionate yes, about. Yes. Nobody else there had passion. At Everybody, this point, you're making a little bit of money at this point, maybe. No, no, no money yet. yet. Yeah. No, I had my own job. I was working. I used to work at an after-school program um, with kids for LAUSD called, oh, wow. called LA's Best, which uh, is a great program, and I used to enjoy it. I did it from two to six. But like like with everything, literally, <laughs> literally like the film class thing, the dude, like he kind of nixed me and kind of held me back from getting farther in, in school, and I was like, I'm gonna take a quick little. I took. I told my mom and dad. I was like, "Look, if I keep working, do you mind if I take like a a, a whatever you call it, one the semester? So yeah, not a sabbatical, mm. not like a, a a gap year, but you know when people do like the I'm taking a a semester off type yeah. of thing. They were like, "Yeah, whatever. If you work, that's fine because you know you you paying for your you know bills and whatever. But then I was working, and then it was one of those things where like in the midst of working, I, you know after getting off of school or if I don't know if I was going if it was getting off school or going to work it was just one of those things where when I at the end of the day the most exciting thing for me was getting home and working on my next sketch yeah. or my next video yeah. and that's a sign and like I had made a few skits at that point this is like 2012 2013 I had met people in the community who were really popular who you know I met them through like just reaching out via Twitter I think I I hit up like a friend of mine whose brother was like internet famous at this point but his his I wasn't trying to get it his, his brother or him it was more just like I told him I seen his stuff I was like your stuff's dope bro I make similar things I think I had like five or ten thousand subscribers at the time he had like yeah and i i sent him like a i sent him like a video of me doing like a drake parody yeah. and i did like a decent drake impression he was like oh that's pretty cool man he's like you know i might have a, a idea for a skit if you're down to be a part of it and he had me come in and do it like a bad drake impression so i came yeah. and did that and then through that i met like people who are like who were like 
it was very much like one of those incubator shits, you know? Yeah. Like how people say they were like in Silicon before Silicon. Yeah. I, w- I was very much like, I don't think, I mean, I'm, I feel like I got to a point, I'm still getting to a point in YouTube where like I'm well known throughout the community, but I'm not like, I don't have like millions of followers, but I have a decent amount. I have a great fan base of people who come through, but I was meeting all the people who were literally going to become like the next people on this platform. Yeah. And I, and it was one, and some of them were already there. I was like, dang, this is crazy. Like 2012, 11, uh, 13, I was just meeting these people and like some of them were hitting, you know, they would, I was just telling them like, I make videos, you know, and it was also, it was always one of those things where I never never considered myself an equal because <laughs> because yeah. you know these i had people who i who i knew who were like four hundred thousand followers some of them were just cracking like eight to a million i think it was like even before a million was ever a thing on any social media site yeah and uh yeah i met those people and it was just cool because they were friends of mine and then they were like hitting me up for like little little you know little bits and pieces here they would like i'd i'd hit them up and they'd be down to be in my little stupid skits and i was like that's cool to me yeah you know i was i was hyped off of that and then some of them would hit me up to be in some of their bigger things and eventually it all started to grow and i would you know as long as you're the worst part of doing anything creatively or in hollywood is just i feel like at the end of the you you have to kind of lay out that you don't want it you're not just working for free to do it it's like look bro you know we're all trying to get this not necessarily coin but we're all trying to get acknowledgement and you know an audience and this and that so i think the worst part of being like on the internet is i realized that a lot of people aren't necessarily shady but they aren't thinking about anyone but themselves sure that's the same in entertainment you know comics are like oh you want you you would like to open for me that's not something i was ever thinking about you want you want the fuck (laughs) or if you're funny you know some comics will be like i'm not gonna let you crush before me you know that's that's a thing yeah but like for YouTube, the art of or the internet, the art of the shout out was basically what what you were necessarily kind of looking for. It's like it's not that you wanted it for nothing. It's like I, you know, I've got a skill set. That's how uh-huh. I sold myself. I'd be like, look, I got a skill set. I can edit. I can do this if you need help with that. Or it's like if you have a funny sketch and you need somebody who's funny, I'm working on being funny. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So I remember, I remember that was the only the only hurdle that. I was trying to get over. I was trying to, I would always tell people like, you know, at the end of the day, I'd be like, yo, that was dope. You know, it'd be great if you could like throw me a link in the chat, in the comment or whatever, in the description. Or I think at a certain point you could annotate on YouTube where it's clickable. And yeah. I was like, that would be great. But the fact that I had to like ask people, I, I had friends who were like, I got friends who are like day one friends on YouTube now who still, it's like, they're just lazy because yeah. they're so busy worrying about their own money yeah. that they don't think about that. So whenever I reach, whenever I'm reached out to by a younger dude or, or not a smaller person, if I genuinely would want to work with them, I immediately asked them like, what, what is it that you want pushed? Like, I got you. Cause yeah, like, yeah. cause I'm like, I went through that. That shit sucked. That sucked. That yeah. was the worst yeah. to be like, especially cause I was way more talented than some of these people. Yeah. So it's like, look, bro, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm just saying if I was in your video and spoke, put my fucking name in there yeah for don't, sure don't be an course. asshole i don't care if they if they have to you know if it's like there's no reason not to i don't care if it's like weird. where's waldo i'm not saying but also at the end of the day it's not something they're obligated to do so i'm not saying i'm not saying that it's something you're obligated to do i'm just saying that if you're a human being with some decency yeah you don't you don't work off the backs of other people and then just leave them by the side but i have people who believe that's how it is wow. like I, I got homies like that like i've i like nowadays because I told you I, I pivoted. I feel bad because I feel like I'm the only one talking. <laughs> but um, 
I did sketch for a certain amount of time, but then sketch was too hard to maintain. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, dude, it's hard to like write a sketch once a week, film it, get my, get my friends who can't act to act in it, <laughs> and then coach them through acting in yeah. it to make it believable. And, you know, do this and do that and also just stay up with topical type of type of things that are happening in the world to make fun of, you know, if it's a parody or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like even making like music and stuff. I was like, all that's real hard. So eventually I was like, well, what else do I do? Because it because I had like my sketch channel and I had a personal channel where I film my little day to day life. Yeah. And I still have these channels. But the one channel that actually prospered the farthest is the one that's based around gaming. Sure. Because I one day I was just like, well, what else do I do that is like easy and sustainable and quick to produce? And I was like, well, I play video games. And I had started seeing gaming channels come out. And I was like, well... I was like, I'm going to be playing like fucking Pokemon until I'm like 80, so I might as well. That's, li- that's literally my logic. I was like, well, I'm going to love Pokemon until I was like, till I die. What am I going to do? I'm going to stop watching Pikachu shit. So that was like my, my, my mentality. And I was like, so I'm going to start filming it. And lo and behold, that one like surpassed everything way faster. Yeah. It yeah. was easier to get. It was easier to like collaborate because you didn't have to like really meet up. You could go on the internet and just play across with with people. Uh-huh. They, you know, they heard their voice. They heard your voice. It's like it's kind of like a group thing. Uh, I had some friends who were already getting into the gaming thing and their stuff was going, so they were kind of just like bringing me along. And, they, and if we did like, if we let's say we started a game together, we had to finish the game together. So it's a series. You, yeah. you, you know, it's way more content. Teamwork is built into is like baked into. You know, it so it, like yeah, if it's like a group, if it's a game where it's a two-player story mode, and your friends like, yo, are you available? Let's we're doing episode one through five today. That's five episodes of something that's going to give you a boost. So it all, you know, it all kind of came full circle. And like it was also one of those things where it was a relief for me because I was like, okay, cool. Because in between doing all the YouTube and stuff, I, I was still acting. I was still auditioning. Yeah. I was still auditioning. I, I started stand-up in like 2011, 2012. Uh, but I was very much like on and off with stand-up. I would like do it. I would do it only enough to like suffice. I was like, uh, you know, as, if I would get up as often as I could, but I wouldn't force myself to be like sure. to be there all the time. Because I always told my – it was one of those things where when I'm working on things, I always go hand-in-hand with, okay, what's benefiting me the most right of now? Of course. You know? So that's how that's how things were. Was there a moment where things were like a precipitous jump where things kind of like blew up? Like you did a video. I know you said that the video gaming kind of took off, but was yeah. there a particular moment or video where all of a sudden like you became sort of w- really well known in this world? I want to say it dep- I think it's it was more based off of who who saw my videos and who I played with cuz I there was one like I I got like one of my friends who's real big on YouTube who I've been playing with for years and like I kind of got caught up in the bubble of playing too many games with him so now everyone who watches him associates my stuff with his okay. as if my as if my channel's just a backup for his content yeah, yeah. which is not good. You don't want to do that. You don't want to like if you're going to collaborate you should try to collaborate as with as many different people as possible. Sure. Because if you get caught in a group you're going to become niche. You're going to be that person's buddy or that person's cohort. Or if it's a group of people, because there are some people I know who work together. Like I know a group of dudes who are like six dudes who are like very much like we game together and they were nice enough to let me play a few rounds with them on certain games. I think we did some like Mario Kart and stuff together. But when I, when they started introducing me to their followers, it's like a completely new group of people started seeing me. Yeah. And I, I remember I got a real big like push from them uh, I think I got like. Were they called? What's that group called? Uh, I think their little group's called Team Six, but it was like a friend of mine who's a mutual friend of the whole group. 
this guy, my buddy Marcel, who's uh, his channel's called Basically I Do Work. He's got like four million subscribers, and he plays with like that kid Ninja. Now, Ninja, who's he? Yes. he I know who Ninja. Mind is. you, that's how big. Mind he you, is. my friend Marcel's smart because he didn't know Ninja. <laughs> it was one of those things where he found a way. He found a friend of a friend who knew him. Yeah, and then he was like, "Yo, I play Fortnite too. It'd be dope if I could come on play with y'all." And now he's got a whole new audience. Yeah, like he boosted. Crazy. He he was at like two million and boosted to four million in like one year. So who's who's like number one in that space? Is it PewDiePie? PewDiePie. PewDiePie I mean, doesn't even game anymore. Yeah, like he was—he's the most pop. He's the most, excuse me, most subscribed YouTuber. Uh, but you know, I—I'm I, kind of over him. He was like fun for a while, but like at this point, he's kind of just like a—he's like an edge lord. You know, he's like a an edge lord. He's—he's uh, he's a guy. He's a guy who who like likes to play with fire. <laughs> he's like he's like Anthony Jeselnik kind of. Uh-huh. Like you know, Anthony Jeselnik does material that he knows and deliberately we, provokes. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't think PewDiePie does that, but there was a point in his career where he just did that. He just it was like there was a whole there was a whole little like I guess you call them commentary channels and basically it's no talent people talking ish basically it's like it was like it was like Reddit. it was like visual on, online bullying yeah but like I, i'm not gonna take it that far because a lot of them did have funny commentary some people could spin it into comedy but it's like none of them are comics yeah. none, none of them are tra- trained yeah. they're very much just like they would take something that's cringy which is like you know something that's like uncomfortable for everybody to watch and you're like oh so weird but then they would like rip into it yeah and PewDiePie, that's what he does now. That's like his huh. thing. Like he, he's like a he reviews memes at this point. That's yeah. like that's like his content. Which I'm just like, man. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I'm not mad at him because you know he 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 did a whole 180 on his whole thing. He was doing gaming videos. And he's not known for gaming videos anymore. And he crushes. He crushes. And he's he's like a fucking you know he's like a multimillionaire. He gets yeah. like he gets like eight ten million a year. That's crazy. And and also he gets away with everything. You know, he's running around saying the M word. He's running around. I know, isn't that nuts? I, f- I feel like that 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 space. That one was nuts because it was that one was nuts because it was hateful. <laughs> but well, it's also weird that like in in that space you can kind of get away with it in a way that you couldn't obviously. Oh in well, just or in the internet's ruined everything. I yes. will admit that. <laughs> like yeah. it's ruined I'm a part of it. But it's, I'll admit it. It's a double edged sword. It it's ruined everything and it's also made everything better. Yeah, it has like every everything, every technical technological advancement that we have. You got to give the Internet credit. But at the same time, every like if you're an actor, if you're like me and you, like if you're someone in Hollywood, uh, it's given rise to people who don't know what the hell they're doing. But they're getting they're getting on. Yeah. You know, like you got you got Internet comedians now who are not funny. No, like not even just Internet comedians. You have people who because i don't want to say they have no talent because to garner an audience takes something i don't know yeah but regardless of that you got people who it's it's not that they're it's not that they're like jumping i wouldn't say jumping the gun or jumping hurdles or uh getting to the finish line first it's just you know the internet has given leverage to people that would never be in the industry sure if that's what you want to say it like these people could never take the traditional route. If the internet didn't wasn't a thing, they could have never become them. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't say that for me only because I did the internet. I did the internet also knowing I had a background. I was sure. like, I was like, you know, I've got my reps in from doing like auditioning, and also I, you know, went to acting class. I started doing stand up. It's one of those things where I like failed forward. I didn't just like have a huge audience and then was like i'm gonna be a comic now yeah yeah, yeah of course <laughs> and then of course. you just and then you just sell out rooms to people who already know you who are happy to see you that yeah. doesn't matter that's not, that's not the show that those same people would never go do a mic or, yeah. or ne- they would never do an open mic they would never do a show 
of someone they didn't know. Like, let's say they got booked at, or let's say they got booked to headline like somewhere where people weren't aware who they who was going, who was coming up, or they would never do a popping spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, Get yeah, the yeah. fuck out of yeah. here, man. So. A drop or a dropping spot. You would never, you would never hear hear them saying like, "Oh man, I crushed this." What's it called? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they would, because you know it, the the luck, the thing about them that I can't even hate on them for is now that they've already garnered that audience, everything else is going to come easier to them. They're going to be able to. Let's say they do want to be a comic, like like you know, at the end of the day, they really wanted to do stand up. I mean, King, King Batch was able to like become- Batch, you know, but Batch Batch has like because he's the homie. He's the only one that I. He's one of the only ones that I. I don't give him flack for anything because he was an actor just like me. Yeah. The internet just get, he was a dude where the same type of like uh, background I came from, like acting. I don't think he was much of a stand up at first, but, you know, it's one of those things where it flung him so far into the in, into the, the stratosphere of success. But luckily he had stuff he under, had his training under his he belt. He had training. Yeah. He had done acting. He had, you know, he had done uh, literally, if anything, all it did was make him a recognizable face to book the stuff he was getting denied on. Yeah. So I, I got nothing against him. Plus it's one of those things where I've seen him do stand up. He's good. He's good. He yeah. tells jokes, you know, yeah. he's, he's and, and like, and because of his clout comedians bring him on to open. So, sure. so he can only get better. Yeah, and the yeah, comedians yeah. want to see him do better because, like, you yeah. know, that it's a it's a win win. They He's get like a, a hot Instagram model, but as a guy, yeah, you know, so, but, uh, Batch is to me one of the very few who had the skill set behind yeah, for sure. behind the internet fame. Yeah, I'm not gonna act like I love every single thing he posts. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know, I, I I tell him to his face because back in the day I used to do Vine with all with all those. Vine, yeah, yeah. I, I did Vine with all those guys for a little bit, and uh, that was the one thing that I was that was the one that was the first thing that ever got me. 200,000 plus followers and I was like this was too easy this sucks because <laughs> I had been grinding on all the stuff I really cared about like yeah. YouTube yeah Instagram I didn't really care about until now more recently but YouTube was like the main one I couldn't crack like 75,000 on YouTube I couldn't crack like 50 for like five years and then I did I did Vine for like six months and I got to like 100k in like three wow. 200k in, in six and then it was like I was almost at 300 by the end of the nine. And then it was one of those things where Vine was a free thing, too. And I was like, if I'm going to put all this effort into something, I would rather it be my YouTube because at least at the end of the day, you can monetize that stuff. Yeah. Plus, I was like, Vine Vine was so cringy to me at one point. I was like, I was sitting back thinking about how hard I was working. I was like, dude, you are putting in hours upon hours to make six-year-olds laugh. (laughs) That's what you were doing. Yeah. I'm not mad, though, because I know a lot of them dudes who are famous now. Yeah, for sure. But still, they're internet famous. It's like... They had not all of them. The only one who was really transitioned was Batch. Yeah, for sure. Batch got so high up into the stratosphere that UTA hit him up, and CAA and William Morris and all this. And he said that UTA was the only one that gave him like he t- he told me they gave they literally like somebody went and did like Photoshop and all this stuff, and they produced like a book of his long term like long term career goal. Like they they basically said this is what we have planned for you. I was like that. I was like That's I'm not. Nice, man. He said they were the only one that gave him a book because <laughs> <laughs> I was like book? you turned down CAA. He was like man, UTA said UTA gave me this book and he showed me the book and, and I was going like, through it. They like, had fuck, like yeah. They literally had from whatever that year was. It was probably 2013, 2014. They literally had like a a long term plan for his career. Yeah. And and they and they they fucking yeah, delivered. He he, yeah. he literally was he was he was in commercials within the like the next 2 or 3 months. He had booked a series regular role. He had started getting like guests. He started getting yeah. movies. So 
So but, what what is uh so it's getting a little late. I know you got to go back to the, yeah, I mean, to the wife and stuff. But uh, she's cool. What do you what do you uh <laughs> what's what's your what is your long term goal? Like what if you had this book, what would the book look like? I oh, mean, that's a great question. High five a, oh, yourself, look at you. Bill. Okay, Damn. okay, Bill. <laughs> I don't long term goal. I mean, well, for me, luckily, it's just like enjoying, like you know, enjoying whatever it is that I do. Sure. But I mean, I want to say at this point. I mean, you know, getting those numbers, getting those numbers higher is more just like, that's more of like a feeling. It's, it's, it's really, in my opinion, not, if you know what you're doing, it's not a selling point. You can sell yourself with way less followers. Yeah. Like I've done deals with people where I'm like, how much are you willing to give me? And I didn't have the numbers that I thought I deserved, or I didn't, I didn't have the numbers that I thought they would have required for me to do certain projects. So I think that's just like, you know that's like just a kick of dopamine everybody just loves to see you know you know you, people checking out your stuff that's just a thing you know you like getting acknowledged i that's my thing i think i think at the end of the day i always want to do like like i'd like theatrical acting i like comedic acting like i would love to be like doing serious stuff um if it, if the if the opportunity presents itself because i've auditioned for s- serious roles and whatnot where i'm like if i book this this is this is what you want to do <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. so I want to say at the end of the day, I think at this point, end of the day, is like possibly creating my own thing. Yeah. And your in the film, back, in the back feature? of my head, I think it's an animated series just because yeah. I have the background to create an animation. Makes sense. And also I know people in that world and I do voiceover. So I've yeah. done voiceover on stuff like that. And if not that, it would be like TV series, if not film roles, but but it's like, but also I want to do stand up. Like I, I have like a, I think the first few years of stand up, it was more like, it was like, a ho- a fun hobby. But now I like, it's it's probably the one thing that like I can really tell myself like at the end of the day that makes me feel good doing. Sure. Like you know acting, it's it's one of those things because it's all for you. I think that's what it is. Like at the end of the day, acting, you're doing someone else's script. Yeah. Unless you wrote it. Uh, I host I host a show on Facebook right now. At the end of the day, I'm hosting their show. Yeah. It's not my show. I got to be corny for them on purpose, you know, and like, you know, I'm, I'm good at doing what I do. I'm, I'm very coherent and well aware of how I'm acting and I, and I break character quick and like have little jokes about how goofy the scripts are sometimes, but I love the job. It's like a fun job. Like, yeah. I would never, I would never t- say no to it, but you know, it's, it's not, it's not me. It's like just something that's in my wheelhouse that I'm capable of. So it's it's somewhere between okay you know what it actually after hosting this show i did realize i wouldn't mind doing late night that would be oh, dope hey i thought yeah. about that i was like i would low-key love to possibly be a late night host i don't know if i'm i don't know if that'll ever arise but i was like well you can you can you can create your own I would, late night I, show I, on yeah the like i would like something like that no, nothing is like political driven is like trevor noah but Something fun, kind of like around along the lines of Colbert or yeah. Fallon. Probably not as goofy as Fallon, but but fun in that same sense. But still talk about real issues. But then ha- like get to interview cool people. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like that's that was that's just recently come up in the last year. I was like, you know, because I, I always like. Hey man, the world's waiting for the next. You know, black uh, something like that. Host too. You, you know? know, and like nothing, but like not not to like something where it's like Arsenio, but like also. It's like it's not just catered to one community. Of you know? course, of course. And I'm sure I don't, I don't think I, was I don't think he was, but guy. I mean, but at the same time, you know, he was like the black guy. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's just he had to play the role. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna be the first black guy to get one, you, that's what you're gonna be. That's yeah. what that's what networks think is what people want to see anyway. Got it. So, 
you know, and now that like even Hassan Minaj, he's got his show on uh, on Netflix. I watched it. It was really good. It's his is real political, though. So like my thing is I wouldn't want to jump into I wouldn't want someone to be like, well, we can give you this show, but it's nothing that I would ever relate to. I'd be like, yeah. ah, we should like let's just do something chill, like something that people could actually genuinely sit back and enjoy at the end of the night. Yeah. Kind of like because like my favorite was Letterman. So I'm I like something along the lines of Letterman where, you know, he's having fun. He's talking about politics, but it's not that serious. Yeah. That like that that was a newer idea. So I mean, if if I could like name them off, I would love to say, my own late night show, my own animated series. Uh, I'm not dying for. Oh, let's double check. <laughs> no, it's good. Oh, still going. Yeah. Uh, late night. I think late night and animated are the top two. Like book and movie roles would be dope just because you're in a movie. But like it's not it's not one of those things where like I could pinpoint what that character or act or role is like i mean i feel like anybody if you ask any black dude what they want to do who's an actor or entertainer and this is the one thing i hate hearing but this is what they they want they're like oh man i would love to be like will smith <laughs> that's just what black dudes think black dudes think that like success and happiness is will smith is will smith and literally will smith will tell you it is not because yeah. he's he's said it on his wife's red table talk show on facebook but uh it's just one of those things where i'm like i, I never looked up to will smith like that i was yeah. like i was like he was funny he yeah. was funny on Fresh Prince, but I was like, I never, I never saw him as someone who had the chops to be like the the like I like I'd look up more to like Denzel or Idris Elba or something like that. And not really Idris Elba; he's a little newer. But Denzel is like to me what I think all those dudes meant to say, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you know? Because Denzel's like that smooth dude who's been like acting and everything since forever. Yeah, and actually has like you know I mean I say Will Smith's gotten way better. I'm not gonna knock him and he's like he's uber mega famous but it's like i wouldn't like i wouldn't want his or like the rocks career that's not something i aspire or even like kevin hart i wouldn't want that either like i you know it's one of those things where like at a certain point those you know those guys are just getting money to get it you know they're famous to be famous and they're well known and they're talented but they're not challenging themselves you know Mm. and i understand not doing that because if you're getting that money you know you you get as much as you can because i remember i heard kevin hart in an interview say because people were like are you ever going to do serious roles and he was like look if that (laughs) opportunity presents itself sure maybe in the future but right now i'm getting this blockbuster movie money yeah you know and he's not wrong if you can get that for as long as possible because then once you get it to a point you can take the break to pursue the little like serious and that's why because he just recently did, and I saw it, The Upside with the Brian, upside Brian, Brian Cranston. Cranston. Yeah. It was good. I that liked was it. definitely like, hey, man, I won an Oscar. Yeah, well, uh, Kevin Kevin Hart's not going to get that. No. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin might be part of an Oscar unfor- film, but yeah, movie Unfortunately, it's like Kevin Hart is still Kevin Hart, and he's uh, he's still just funny to be funny. Yeah, like, yeah, even yeah. when he was trying to be serious, it was like, you know, he was just, oh, man, it's just funny. <laughs> you know, and Brian Cranston's so serious. He's so like, yes, you did. You know, like yeah, freaking yeah, yeah. Breaking Bad. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, but Kevin, if he wants to, he could get there because that's the same thing Jamie Foxx did. Like Jamie Foxx, I remember he, he had an interview where they were talking about, what, what was that movie he did where it was a collateral? The one where he was with yeah. uh, Tom Cruise in the yeah. taxi? I don't know if that was the one, but it's I remember. Collateral was... I think yeah I don't know but the one where he was Tom Cruise in the taxi I remember he had an interview where they were saying he said how he realized he needed to become like a real actor at that point because he said he was in the table read reading his scripts like he would on Jamie Foxx <laughs> so he said he was going through like wait a minute man like <laughs> we got to stop and they were like and he, they would stop table reads and they'd be like Jamie what 
what you know, and he's in front of Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise been been doing stuff. Vanilla Sky been going through his yeah, his yeah. whole career. So he uh, he was like, Jamie, uh, we got to we're gonna tone that down. We're gonna. <laughs> it wasn't Tom telling that, but I think the director was telling like Jamie, we want you to be more yeah, like yeah. Uh, more grounded with this role. And he was like, oh, like you know, he like had a oh, epiphany, it. like, oh shit, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but I don't know. That that is that what I cool, but man. also I've... but also still doing my internet stuff if I can, you know, think, hiring a team hey, of people to and produce here's a it. Thought maybe you could do an animated talk show. That could they work too. Had one in a while. That's a thing. Space Coast, Ghost, Coast oh, to Coast. Oh man, was Space Coast one. was amazing. Um, so listen, we should wrap this up. Um, let's give you give out some handles, some handles. Anything you want to promote in the next? Uh, let's do know. it. And I feel I, I apologize, podcasters. <laughs> I feel like I ranted my whole life. Hey away. man, it's an interview. It's an interview about you. So that's great. It's true. I, love it. I hope I hope that you all enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, JD Witherspoon. I would say are my all my most of my social handles: Instagram, Twitter. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and if you want to check out my gaming-related stuff, it's called uh, my gamer handle is Run JD Run. The way it sounds, like Run JD Run. run. If you Google that, I'll come up on YouTube. I'll come up on the internet. Uh, and uh, little plug: I host a show, like I said earlier, it's a daily trivia show on Facebook called Confetti. Uh, it's a uh, sounds how it's spelled and if you go on facebook you can find it and play a trivia show every day and possibly win money Whoa. if you get all the answers right so that sounds good yeah man. you answer I'll all the questions out. and you get a you get a piece of the pot today we had i think it was 55 people who got 90 bucks each out of a five thousand dollar pot but the biggest wow. one biggest one we've ever had is like fifty thousand i've seen like Jesus. i've seen we did a twenty five thousand dollar one and I saw five people take home five grand. Damn. That was crazy. I'm gonna hop on that. So yeah, confetti. Facebook.com slash confetti. All um, right. Well, this is Bill Dawes signing off uh from the afterlife here with uh J D Witherspoon. Does does uh, does John Witherspoon want, want to say goodbye to anyone today? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I always laugh and it always ruins my impression. Uh okay, y'all. Uh Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we'll see y'all on the next one. Yeah, boy. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> <laughs>